Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A here at the DNVR bar, and the A stands for at last. <laughs> at last, the Broncos have a quarterback. At last, they're players in free agency once again. And at last, I'm back. Yes, we're all Most back. The Broncos are back, and the boys are back. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, what's a better um, person who left for two weeks and came back, Tom Brady or me? Oh, boy. You know, I have to go you because Tom left for four weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like it. <laughs> uh, that was about the shortest retirement of all time. And um, I had gone. I had been coming up on Tom Brady. Like He was building mm. up right back where I started. See, he's, he's where he always was to me because I knew he was coming back. This was, this was no surprise. Tom wasn't walking out on a loss. See, so he went lame. back up for me because he came back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm sure. That's what it's all about for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about anything else. It's just so soft. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. soak up the attention, get all the farewells, 18-hour specials on ESPN just to come back. You I mean, know what? I appreciate didn't even miss an OTA. They literally blew up the marathon of Super Bowl highlights. The NFL Network always does the weekend before the Super Bowl. They blew it up to show Tom Brady games. So that part ticked me off. He broke up a tradition that goes back to <clears> – <throat> ESPN in like 1981. So I yeah. po I posted a tweet uh, a poll about this. Let's yeah. see if I can get the uh, accurate results here. But I want to know where you guys stand on this. Was he actually ever intending on retiring, or was it 100% an attention ploy? I think he was he was retiring because of Giselle. Giselle said we need more time together. You need to step away, and he said, you know what. I like Giselle more than I like football. They spent a month together, and she said, great, I got my time with you. You can go back and play another year. It's okay. It's they don't okay. even like each other. <laughs> yeah. The, and that was, like, the interesting thing about it is, like, one thing that seems apparent is that Giselle really likes living in Florida. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was interesting that I thought, 
boy, if, if, any, if anything, I would, I would have thought Florida would have kept him around because it would have been the best of all worlds. Giselle gets to live in a climate that is uh, very similar to where she's from in Brazil. She gets, she doesn't have to deal with the cold winters anymore. Tom gets to keep playing. So everything kind of, or was he planning on retiring? I think, uh, I don't think it was attention. I just think he was wishy washy on this. All right, and I see, think it was all for attention. 100%. This, this to me though gives he wanted the, the Michael Jordan story. Uh, of course, and and he did. You know, so <coughs> someone's made the letter that says he's back. Uh, and this, this even more reason to love Russell Wilson. Because what have you seen the top quarterbacks do this offseason? They've been all about getting the attention, getting the spotlight, fabricating things in order to do that. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers. We saw it with Tom Brady. Russell Wilson, not only has he not done that, he was in Denver last week on an impromptu trip right after the Broncos signed him, kept it a complete secret until he left the building and was no longer there. So, I mean, he's doing things the complete opposite. He's got group texts with the receivers talking about when they're going to meet. It's great stuff. 68% of people believed all for attention. (laughs) 31.9% say uh, he was actually intending on retiring at one point. Well, and now he realized that it's all he has to beat is Aaron Rodgers, who's one in four in NFC Championship games in order to get to the Super Bowl? Easy for him. Yeah. He's like, wow, the path to the NFC, I don't have to go through Russ, I don't have to go through any of these guys. Got to come back. Got to go through Matt Stafford. Yeah, I guess you're (laughs) right. Super Bowl champ. And Uh, and Aaron Rodgers still there, too. Uh, We've hit our Tom Brady quota for the day. I wish we never had to talk about him again. Mm -hmm. Um, But free agency is unofficially officially open um, with one of the silliest things, the legal... Tampering period. Why can't it? Why not just open it? Yeah. Uh, because then they would be afraid that there'd be the unofficial <laughs> illegal tampering period over the weekend. That, that already all, exists. That's the happen. combine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, well, it starts at the yeah. Senior Bowl. Yeah. Is when the illegal tampering period really starts. Then it goes through the combine, and then it leads up to this legal tampering period, which is really just like go ahead and follow through on all the illegal tampering you already did. Well, look at, for example, the Alex Kappa deal. He goes from the Buccaneers to the Bengals, an obvious move because the Bengals have to fortify their own line. That, I believe, was announced and reported by Adam Schefter 31 seconds into the illegal tampering period. You so know, either they came like up... Us with, like, the iTunes terms of service. Like, he just scrolled to the bottom and hit accept. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's that type of money. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, this isn't you just accepting those terms. This is you accepting, you know, 60 mil. Right. He got to the last page. It was 60 mil. He's like, yeah, looks good to me. <laughs> where, where am I playing now? Okay, I don't care. Yeah, uh, this, this stuff is funny. I don't know why we have to do this, like, um, guys uh, yeah. where we pretend like they're not tampering. It makes no sense to me. Yep. And the, also the fact that Russell Wilson, the Broncos, can't talk about him actually being a Bronco for but we can eight do like, days. We can do cryptic tweets. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, let's all do the Wilson right. ball. Yep, like, yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's, that's so dumb to me. It is. Except when the Seahawks do it and they're trolling themselves, then it's hilarious. What did they do? Oh, uh, they're like, Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was then deleted. You guys see uh, the Russell Wilson jerseys are already in the yeah. nfl shop in They're vegas that, uh, you know what i was actually surprised they could do that well that's what i was gonna say like, the, where is, do we draw the line it, it, it was the official nfl shop right yeah yeah i i did not think they could do that yeah you go on the broncos online shop there are no russell wilson jerseys there. so i wonder if yeah. I, and I've, I've seen people go to that shop in vegas before and you can just have them put anything on there so i wonder if you know their thing would be like oh some 
guy named James Wilson came by and wanted this. And a bunch of other people were like, well, it's really cool. I want one too. They'll accept your money. Yeah, exactly. I have to say the Wilson three, like he looks perfect in a Broncos jersey. The Wilson three thing on the back, I don't know. It looked it looked odd to me. Wilson three, it sounds like you're talking about Jackson five. Like he's got uh, his yes. own little band going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's him, Sierra, and the, his agent. And his agent, <laughs> yes. They've been spotted all over Denver. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so with this free agency open, we're kind of waiting here on Broncos news. Are you surprised? Nothing has come down quite yet? Nope, not surprised at all. George Payton does not sound like a guy, and everything indicates he's not a guy that's just going to jump at the first opportunity. He's not a guy that's going to offer Chandler Jones way more than market value to make sure he's locked in right away. He's a guy that's going to explore all of his options, and you know what? If uh, a Von Miller or Chandler Jones says, look, it p- puts the pressure on him and says, look, you got to sign me $20 million right now. I'm going to a different team. He's going to say, all right, well, we talked to you, and that's what you're going to do. You can go to a different team. So this is not surprising at all. The Broncos did have a deal done within the first hour of free agency last year, but that was bringing Shelby Harris back, and right. they were allowed to legally talk to him before this deadline or before this 10 a.m. window opened. So not surprised at all. Okay. Um, By the way, I, gotta, I, I tried to do a custom Russell Wilson jersey on NFL shop. Said, we are unable to customize this item with the text you've entered. It's like you're entering a bad word. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is why, again, the official NFL shop in Vegas, I think, uh, I think maybe the wires have been crossed a little bit over there. So, really quick, Zach, to circle back to what you were just saying about George Payton's patience, the Payton patience. Um, I'm not a fan uh, now. Okay. I was a fan before, but times have changed. Um, this is no longer the time to be patient. It's time to go win. Uh, and if you got to pay a guy a couple extra million uh, to go win a Super Bowl, I do not care. And I don't care if you're in cap hell afterwards either. Um, and, and I understand why he has to be maybe a little more responsible than I would be. Um, because it's not as if it's some guarantee that you're going to win that Super Bowl. So if you try and come up with a different phrase than the one that's coming to my mind, burn your cash um, too soon, mm. um, then, you know, and you all of a sudden, four, year four, year five of the Russell Wilson era, you're in cap hell, and now you can't make that one final run because, you you know, you went too fast early on. Um, that I get it to me. It's like, just, if you want a guy, go get him and be aggressive and make moves and be confident and try to build this Super Bowl roster. I'm stuck on the phrase that you were trying to not say. I can't, I can't think of it. If you're trying to something that you, that you don't want to do too fast. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I see. And I see where you're coming from, Ryan. And uh, you're not going to like this. Well, you will in one sense, but not to the point you're saying with Russell Wilson, the Broncos are a team to win now and win in the future. And that's what George Payton's trying to not do. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. He's trying to not jeopardize winning in the future for winning now. And I think that's why you're not seeing those initial spends. And also an interesting point when we're talking about this, because 
just a couple of years ago, what was the the saying every single offseason? The team that spent the teams that spend the most money in free agency are always the ones that do poorly at the end of a season, except for the Broncos. When the Broncos are spending, when they had Peyton Manning, they were winning. And the Broncos were one of the teams that was spending the most and they were winning the most. So they were always the outlier. Now it's kind of flipped. If you look the past couple of seasons, the teams that have spent the most in free agency have had the yeah. biggest jump in, in games. So people are able, or in games one, so people are able to be successful coming out of free agency. One of those teams was the Jets, though. I think they, they one of those years they improved like three wins and they went to like seven and nine. So it's, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze, as it were? And kind of looking at the Broncos long term, yeah, they could today they could restructure Bowles and they could restructure Simmons and create more room right now. But in 2 years Russell Wilson's cap number is probably going to be in the four, in the in the 45 million dollar plus range. So you can't yeah. simply put things today on a credit card. That time may come toward the end of the Russell Wilson era, but here starting off what you hope is a 6 to 8 year run I think I don't think it's wise. Wouldn't to do you it. say though you're kind you're almost in your like cost controlled quarterback window right now? Yeah, but you've already spent a lot to kind of fill that fill the void created by a smaller than market value contract because you paid fifty two point nine million in guarantees to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton back right. in the fall. That was the that was the shopping spree for the Broncos. Right. Was re-signing Patrick and re-signing Sutton. And what I said back then was, this is an aggressive move that makes me feel like George Payton thinks he's getting a quarterback right. very soon. To attract a quarterback. Yep. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Russell Wilson, as we've learned, as as I think Peter King pointed out this morning, you know, kind of assessed all the teams that could that were in the market, did all the pluses and minuses, you know, evaluated the roster, evaluated even like the fan base. And the organizational support and the, and the club that came out was, on top was the Broncos. Yeah. And part of that was probably due to re-signing Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton back during the season. That's, like, so healthy for um, the, like, ego of Broncos fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, so many people wanted to say, like, the Broncos are dead. Like, the you know, the it's no longer the proud franchise it once was. And then, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback wants to leave and he evaluates – every team in the NFL and like his own scale that he created with scores and all this stuff. And somehow, some way the Denver Broncos come out on top. And now you absolutely get to live by this for the rest of time. If you're the Broncos, especially if you have George Payton or any connection to John Elway, because in when Joe Burrow, uh, you know, is no longer happy with the Cincinnati Bengals. When Josh Allen wants to leave Buffalo, Oh, the Broncos are the place to do it. Yeah, I, I tweeted that out the other day. I'm like, I'm sorry in advance. No matter what, if the Broncos ever don't have a quarterback and your team does, we think we're getting him eventually. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> For the rest of time. Yep. <laughs> um, and just to circle back to, I guess, George Payton's strategy on this, I got to trust him. Um, like, I'm ready for, you know, if people wanted to buy T-shirts of, like, 51 year old white dudes i would say print the t-shirt in peyton we trust he may be the same and i would wear and i would wear it <laughs> unfortunately people don't like that stuff but i we tried but, that with a 61 year old guy one time. it didn't work <laughs> uh i'm in on on in peyton we trust yep. we have to um everything he's done so far has been calculated and it 
feels like he just keeps nailing it on the head every single time. Speaking of things we've tweeted recently, mm. I tweeted that George Payton in the first 14 months of his job has gotten A+. And we talked about this a month or two ago, what grade we kind of give George Payton. I think I was around a B- minus or a C plus because everything, pretty much everything he's done outside the quarterback position had been an A, yeah. an A+. plus. But the quarterback position entering this Rodgers trade or Wilson trade had been a, a, a D, you know? It, it, has not, it had not been passing. Now you get Russell Wilson, who we all said was the number one guy that they could get in this offseason. It's an A+. Plus. And then you factor that with A-plus moves everyone else around. He's an A-plus, so yeah. he 100% gets our trust right now. So we're sitting here two hours and 16 minutes into the legal tampering period, mm. and the Broncos haven't done anything outside of, you know, re-signing Andrew Beck, re-signing Calvin Anderson, putting a couple of uh, ERFA tags on. Guys, I'm okay with it. Good. Yeah. I'm starting to all get the, FOMO. But, but all, the, all those edge rushers are still on the market. Yeah, exactly. Except in Miami, where they got Ogba back. Okay, well, I don't think he was really on the radar anyway. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you want Chandler Jones? It's interesting that people have kind of just like accepted it's not going to be Von Miller at this point. Now it still could be, but people were ready to say you know it was all about Von Miller like a week ago. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, the the Broncos are very good at filtering messages out there. <laughs> And, the, and they got the Chandler Jones message out there. And, like, Chandler Jones is good enough that everyone was just like, hey, okay, yeah, we'll take yeah. Chandler Jones. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they've Leads done. Leads the league in sacks since he came in the league. Ah, he has 30 sacks in the past three seasons. And one of them he pretty much didn't play because he got injured. So yeah. you're talking about two 15-sack seasons nearly more than Von Miller. That message is also going out there. And, Ryan, if the Broncos are able to sign Chandler Jones – Boy, people are going to be hitting up Light Shade Dispensary like crazy because they're going to be wanting sure to that's not a, celebrate. Uh, never mind, never yes, mind, yes, I did not go that <laughs> route. Okay, right. You went that I route. Almost I almost went that route, but no, I don't want to. <laughs> I went the nice, happy route yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And if you use the code DNVR <laughs> over at Light Shade Dispensary, you'll get 25% off each and every purchase. And right now, they have Escape Artist, which is the highest award topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency with ratios available in one-to-one -one and high-ratio CBD. 20 to 1. Whether you're a casual connoisseur uh, or co consumer or a connoisseur, you can get everything you need over at Lightshade Dispensary. Whether you're online or in person, use that code DNVR for 25% off over at Lightshade Dispensary. I kind of like to consider myself a casual connoisseur of many things. <laughs> <laughs> you like act like you're a connoisseur, but you're right, really a casual. Right, right, right. <laughs> like a, a, a fake sommelier. You know, you come in, yeah, you yeah. smell it, and you're like, this is a red. Yes, and yes. Uh, the real sommelier is next to you like, you're like, oh, I believe this is from France somewhere. Right, right, yeah. Southern regions. Grape. This one's grapes. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting grape. <laughs> uh, you could also come down to the DNVR bar, hang out. Um, tonight, huge one. As, as you see, I've got my Nuggets shirt on. Um, Jokic, Embiid, as long as Embiid doesn't try to dodge him again like he always does. Um, don't be surprised if he like has a sprained foot or something and shoot around. But yeah. if he's not scared, we're going to get Jokic, Embiid tonight. And it's going to be popping at the yep. bar. I guarantee you that. Early start, 5.30. Um, so you could do it like I'm doing, which is watch the, the game here, then going out for a little nice dinner uh, after that. Mm, wow, that's beautiful. I yeah. mean, you, you come back and you just live it up. I love it. Well, you know, I did have a birthday while I was that's gone. So I've got, I've got, I've got some celebrations. To yeah, you up. probably weren't tuning in on your birthday. We did give you a birthday shout out, but definitely nope. happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Wow, Thank is you. it 30? Yeah, I'm old. You're an old man. Yeah. Mace, do you have some advice for this guy? 
Uh, yeah. Um, buy the uh, whole package of toilet paper, not one roll at a time. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. Anyways, coming down to the DMVR bar tonight or any night, uh, have some good times, hang out with good people. You should probably uh, come on down, have uh, one of those big beers for the price of a small beer. If you're a DMVR member, you can do that, of course. Even if you're not a DMVR member, you want to enjoy those Breckenridge brews down here at the DNVR bar or wherever you are. Maybe you want to have a Breckenridge brew in honor of RK celebrating his birthday, right? Well, you know what? Yeah. You can find out where to get those Breck brews with the Breck Beer Finder on their website. And I'll tell you plenty of places throughout this country to get a taste of Colorado wherever you are. If you want some of that strawberry sky sitting in, say, you know, if I, if I had thought about this in advance, I would have said a city that began with an S strawberry sky in uh, unfortunately seattle only, seattle thank you <laughs> strawberry sky in seattle for some reason i was thinking saskatchewan but that's not an american city but if you want strawberry sky in seattle or anywhere else check out the breck beer locator and you can find the nearest spot to get some of those delicious breckenridge brews we talk about them all the time and of course they are very colorado but you can find them basically in all 50 states and you're probably not too far from someplace where you can get some of those delicious breckenridge brews the official beer of dnvr by the way, are you guys concerned about Chandler Jones's production falling off this past year? Um, I don't know. I mean, the it kind of coincided, if I remember correctly, with the the Cardinals kind of falling off. We had five sacks in the opener, that is and he had five and a half sacks after that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You and don't love that. I yeah. think when you look at these two guys, and I think the way this boils down to when you look from a non-Broncos perspective, when you look from a from a free agency standpoint, there's two top edge rushers on the market right now. It's Von Miller and it's Chandler Jones. However, both of those guys, I, I think it's unrealistic if you expect them to be in their prime when you sign them this year and moving forward. I think you do have to expect some drop-off, Mesa, and, and I think that's a really good point. Five and a half sacks at the rest of the season. The two years before, in 2020, he didn't play for much of the season mm -hmm. because of an injury. Then the year before that, he was very productive. Can almost say the exact same thing about Von Miller. Now, Von Miller's uh, production came at the end of the season this past year. Actually, came in the first month of the season when he won AFC Defensive Player of the Month, and then it came at the very end of the season when he had that playoff run. Uh, so you could say they're very, very similar. But I think it's naive to sign these guys and say they're going to be in their prime uh, the next three or four seasons. Yeah, and and if the Broncos do end up getting Chandler Jones, it'd be great to talk to our guys out in Phoenix about oh, this. Yeah. Because my question is, which one has the better chance of being the DeMarcus Ware to Bradley Chubb's Von Miller? Now, Bradley Chubb has not shown himself to be Von Miller to this point in his career. But if you remember, Von leveled up after DeMarcus got yep. there. And so we're not going to see Bradley Chubb go from great to elite like we did with Von. Um, but we could see him go from good to great. Yep. And... I, it doesn't seem like Vaughn is that guy. We've already seen that combination. I was say it hasn't happened. And so I've seen people out there saying like, well, why would the Broncos, why are the Broncos, you know, thinking about lowballing Vaughn Miller, but they're maybe willing to pay more to Chandler Jones. And I'm like, well, maybe they like Chandler Jones more than Vaughn Miller. Like, can it, can't it just be that simple? From everything I've heard, that is the case. The Broncos like Chandler Jones more than Vaughn Miller. And on top of that, I think they're going to pay, if they end up paying Chandler Jones, I think he'll get less 
than Von Miller. I mm. think Von Miller has has the bigger name than Chandler Jones. I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, and I think Von Miller coming off the playoff performance he just had, I think teams are, are really going to have that recency bias and look at Chandler Jones the way that Mace uh, phrased it in terms of five and a half sacks mm-hmm. after the first game of the season. He's on the down, down low. So I really think that Von's going to get a bigger contract and the Broncos just simply like Chandler Jones more. That's and, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. They right. might like Randy Gregory more. I mean, their rumblings about him. That wouldn't make sense to me. I right. mean, in terms of like liking him more. Yeah. But it might be they like the production him. to value ratio. Bingo. It's the price point. And I mean, there's a calculated risk there because if he has a relapse, of course, he's dealt with substance abuse issues. He's been clean for the last two years. Great for and him, by the way. What? Great for him. Like, yes, exactly. Congratulations. And not only has been clean, has become became one of the Cowboys' leaders. Yeah. In that time. So clearly he's passing all the character tests down there. And among edge rushers, 94 edge rushers last year with at least 200 snaps per pro football focus was, I believe, 11th in pressure rate. So he's very good at what he does right now. Now, he hasn't always made those pressures translate to sacks. That's kind of the thing that's concerning. He's very good, very good at getting pressure, but he had six sacks last year, so he hasn't quite maybe finished the way you'd like him to. But that's part of why he would come in at a lower price point, and then you say, okay, can we coach him to kind of get to that next level, especially because here he is now. He's in year three of, be- of being clean and sober. Maybe the best is yet to come for him. Well, and so really quick on, on him, I think there's two different classes in this free agency. There's Vaughn and Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking 16 to $20 million per year for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I think the next step down is Hassan Reddick and Randy Gregory. And Hassan Reddick coming off a 12-and-a-half sack season. More sacks than any of these guys we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. And Randy Gregory potentially viewed as the highest ceiling per value sort of guy out there. I think you're talking about 10 to 14 million for those type of guys yeah and like i don't know going back to vaughn look we all love a reunion you know like it's it would be fun and great and vaughn will come back and have all sorts of great quotes and (laughs) you know you'd love to get see him win with the broncos one last time now that russ is here um but it's not always that simple and i think more importantly this is Russell Wilson's team now, yeah. and it needs to be Russell Wilson's team. And while Von Miller's not someone to come in and step on people's toes, he's still going to be Von Miller, and he's still going to be, you know, a face of the franchise. Whereas without him here, it is unquestionable. Russell Wilson is the face of this franchise for the time being. doesn't matter if you bring in Chandler Jones or anyone else pretty much the only person that you could bring in that would muddy those waters is Von Miller. And so I wasn't on the show last week when he was doing whatever he was doing. Um, But what I would have said if I was here is this is actually telling me that the Broncos maybe aren't that interested in Von Miller. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is Von being the smart guy that he is wants to be able to say when he ends up wherever Hey, I wanted to be in Denver. They didn't want me. Mm-hmm. And he that, you know, that keeps him Broncos fans loving him, which is always going to be the biggest fan base that he has. Um and you know, unfortunately, um maybe paints George Payton as a villain in some people's eyes, but for Vaughn, it was kind of a smart move because he has nothing to lose here. No one's ever going to hold it against him that he wanted to come back to Denver in other places, and it maybe gave him a little bit of leverage. I think he does want to come back. To where, you know, 
his agent can call up George Payton and say, do you see the reaction to this? Right. People are losing their minds. Of course they want Von Miller to be back. What, you're not going to pony up a couple extra million dollars and let down your fan base like this? So I thought that was a, a very smart strategic it was, move. It, it was incredibly Paul. smart driving up his value because he did it with the Rams too, literally at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week as well. Uh, and on top of that, Ryan, not only would this not be Von Miller's team, this wouldn't be Von Miller's defense. You know, the defense is now in Justin Simmons' hands. It's going to be in Pat Sertan's hands. And there was a change in the locker room when Von Miller left. And, and I think you saw it in many different aspects out there. So while I don't think Von Miller is completely off the table for the Broncos, I think those other three guys are higher on their board in terms of value as well and the price you can get them for than Von is. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week with, you know, just how we how what happened after they traded him is that other voices emerged. It really, on the defensive side, became Justin Simmons' locker room. And there was always a deferential respect to Von Miller because he was the senior member of the, of the team. He was Super Bowl MVP. But once when he left, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. And that, vo- that void is going to be filled. And perhaps in terms of kind of the leadership of the defense, Maybe it's better off being Justin Simmons's defense than Von Miller's defense. Right. Yeah. And I just like, I think that sometimes we have to move on from the reunion. Like, it's so easy to love that idea. Yeah, the mm-hmm. storyline's great. Yep. I mean, even someone tweeted at us this morning, like, do you think Philip Lindsay could come back to the Broncos? And it's like, yeah, yeah, he could. Um, and everyone would love that, you know, but it's like, it, it shouldn't be. This is, I feel like, the rankings in people's minds of like, should they come back to the Broncos? Number one, are they a good player? Number two, did they used to play for the Broncos? All <laughs> oh, right. You know, course, like, I feel course. like there's some things that should yeah. rank higher than that. Yeah, exactly. So my question to, to both of you is, who would you rather have? A Von Miller slash Chandler Jones or a Hassan Reddick, Randy Gregory? And we're talking for those first two guys, 16 to 20 million. Those second two guys, 10 to 13. So my question is, would be, who else do you get with that extra money? Yep. So um, we're be- talking six to ten million dollars. Because I, we haven't even talked about other positions that I think the Broncos could or should address. They need a slot corner. Exactly. And so I'm thinking, okay, if you go the Gregory route and that allows you to maybe go get J.C. Jackson, that total is going to be more for sure. Um, but that's something I would sign up for. In fact, I would take the corner over uh, any of these pass rushers. What about if it were something like Reddick, who might be kind of in that $12 million range, and then and then just throw, and then saying, all right, we're going to pull, we're going to play a lot of dime with Evero's scheme and sign both Chris Harris Jr. and Bryce Callahan. <sighs> Talked about reunions. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm out on reunions. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my uh, ten-year high school reunion got uh, canceled because of COVID. Maybe that's just spoiled reunions for me as a whole. <laughs> um, I've never been to my high school to a high school reunion. Really? Never. I was kind of excited have, for it. I have no. I have like no desire. I, I have no desire to go back. Like most, honestly, I know this sounds bad, but like most of those people, I can kind of live without seeing. Mm. I mm-hmm. would. I would say the other side for me is like I can go have a high school reunion. In downtown Denver, anytime I want. <laughs> right. yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how? I mean, we can't. I, the, it's the same thing. It's like it's like, how good is Chris Harris Jr. Actually, how much does he have left? Um, 
and yeah. is are we being influenced by the idea of a reunion? Right, and the emotional thing. Yeah. I think, I think mm-hmm. absolutely. And why I would be okay with Chris and Bryce is you'd, you'd have to be getting both of them at a pretty good discount. But you may be able to do that because uh, neither of them played a full season last year. And so what you would be doing by re-signing both of those guys is saying, we're going to get one full season between the two of these guys. Yeah, I mean, but you better be paying them the cost of one and- Exactly. Exactly. I, I completely yeah. agree with and that. I and I think and, they would too. I think you're basically probably talking about these guys being in the uh, in the four to six million dollar a year range per. What, you know what? I'm more in on this because I would love Pat Sertan to be around Chris Harris Jr. I would too. Yeah. I think yeah. that can only help him. And with Chris, there was a report that came out a couple months ago that Chris is is probably going to wait until around training camp to sign. He gets to avoid OTAs, doesn't have to worry about all of that. That's fantastic. Maybe miss some of training camp, which I'm sure he would love to do. Uh, and then B, also on top of that, uh, Chris would then be able to get uh, a bigger role from a team who maybe has an injury, who wasn't able to fill the cornerback role in free agency uh, or, or in the draft. And with Bryce Callahan, you let him test the market. Just like George Payton said at the Combine, you let these guys test the market to see that Maybe their value isn't what they thought it was, or maybe the Broncos didn't value these guys more, and you do risk losing those guys. But a guy that's been injured so much, when he plays mm-hmm. Bryce Callahan's great, but he's injured all the time. So he may think his value is way more than the rest of the league. So I think that's why why they're, they're letting guys like that test the market. And when we talk about this, we also have to talk about how much cap space the Broncos have. On paper, right now, the Broncos have, uh, well, I guess I should say yesterday morning, the Broncos had $26 million in cap space. Now, you have to include uh, the the guys that they did moves with yesterday. They signed three guys to uh, ERFA tenders, which is about $780,000. They signed Calvin Anderson to a one-year, $2.5 million deal. And they signed Andrew Beck to a one-year deal. And we don't know the price on that. I imagine it's about a million or two bucks. So then you also have to factor in about $6 million for the draft class. Now, you can factor in a little less than that because of the way the, the top 51 works. But we're talking about Broncos have anywhere from between 15 and 19 million dollars in cap space right now after the rookie class we just talked about signing von miller or chandler jones to a 16 to 18 million dollar deal that's it right there now we know they're going to manipulate the cap a little bit (laughs) but what i'm saying is especially without kicking the can down the road a ton because i don't think george payton's gonna go all in this year and do that the Broncos really don't have that much money to spend. I mean, there, there kind of is a reason we've only talked about one position so far. In my opinion, it's the biggest need the Broncos have that they're going to address in free agency, and all most of their money is going to go to that. And don't forget, you're going to want to go into the season with about a 5 to $6 million buffer in case you have to bring in some people during the year. So that, too, cuts into your cap, to your cap space as well. And again, like when you start like looking over the horizon at what at what Russ's contract is going to be in a couple of years, uh, you can't you can't be setting up a scenario where you've got to have extreme manipulation in 2024. I think we're okay if they do that sort of uh, New Orleans or Green Bay type of thing in 26 or 27. Uh, if they haven't broken through yet, or even if they have and you want to get one more title, I think we're fine with that then. Today isn't the day for that. Yeah, and you're you're interestingly set up in this position where your best quarterback cap years are going to directly contrast Kansas City's worst. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have a feeling Kansas City's just going to keep kicking the can down the road of Pat Mahomes, and he's probably going to play along with that. 
But as it stands right now, they're about to be in a bad position cap-wise, um, whereas the Broncos are in kind of their prime position with right. Russell Wilson right now. Yep, exactly. Now, the Broncos, hopefully, they can get the buy-in from Russ and just do the exact same thing. Do what Tom Tom Brady did. So if the Chiefs are going to play that game, uh, then the Broncos play that game, and you hope that the Chargers don't play that game. Real quick before we kind of tie a bow on this conversation, any other positions that you'd like to see the Broncos address today? Don't need to. I don't need to because right tackle, I think it's edge, right tackle, cornerback, inside linebacker. I think what they're going to do at inside linebacker is just from within. Maybe let Josie Jewell hit the market, drive his value down, and if they lose Josie, I think they really like Jonas Griffith, who they put an ERFA on yesterday, so he's coming back for minimum. If not, Alexander Johnson. If not, you have Kenny Young. So plenty of options there where you don't need to sign a guy day one. And then right tackle, Bobby Massey's going to be chilling there at the end of April and May. That's a great fallback. And then on top of it— It feels like he really liked Denver. He does. I he think lives I, here. I, he, I, I th- his home is—his lifelong home is here. I mean, this is—and and as I was told, if he weren't playing for the Broncos last year, he wouldn't have played. Yep. And, wow. Uh, yep. That, and, that, and I was told something similar that yeah. it's pretty much Broncos are, are nothing for him. So he's going to be there for cheap. And then you can also address that in, in the second or the third round in the draft. And there's another thing to kind of that comes into play here with somebody with with somebody like like Massey or anybody else who lingers on the market. If you wait until a little bit after the draft, then all of a sudden those guys don't count toward the compensatory formula. Mm. And looking at what the Broncos have sacrificed in next year's draft, Part of George Payton's thinking is that they may have some free agency losses here in the next few weeks. And maybe you're not getting back a third, but maybe you're getting back a fifth, sixth uh, round level. And he wants to, at least in terms of volume of picks, recoup some of that through the compensatory formula. And so that's why another thing you have to look at is guys who've been cut. Like, for example, uh, Billy Turner in Green Bay. Because he's cut, he's not an unrestricted free agent. He doesn't count. He wouldn't count towards compensatory formula, and so that, that's another thing is in play. Look at wait until May and look and right now look at guys who have been released. Kale, breaking news right now. Oh, kind of in relation to the Broncos here. Hassan Reddick agrees to a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal. Ooh. With the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so there's take one. Take him off the list. Fifteen million a year, not twelve million a year. So much for the uh, million per sack. But does that price make you think Chandler Jones goes for a bit higher? Well, haven't we talked the, about yep. how once you cross ten sacks, they the, everyone after ten is worth double? <laughs> right. Well, that, so that's it, what the new NFL is like. It literally worked out exactly that. <laughs> right. So maybe Randy Gregory with six sacks, even though he's got a high pressure rate, like I mentioned, he's your value play and he's also a guy that has never played a full season in the nfl right so you got to talk about him like we talked about bryce callahan yep. bryce callahan you can't count on him playing mm-hmm. so he's not going to get a full deal living up to his to, to his potential mm-hmm. randy gregory not only did did he miss uh pretty much three full seasons because of uh off the field things but also he's been injured in the seasons that he has played including by, last year by the way zach i think your earlier point about spending money and that being reflected in win increase I think that's I think that's going to be the case again this year because mm-hmm. of what we're seeing with Jacksonville spending. Yeah, at three and fourteen, basically nowhere to go but up. We knew they'd be better with a Scherf, and it looks like uh, Christian Kirk is uh, headed there. Yeah, per reports. Yep, yep. They're the spending G- money. They also got uh, Scherf. 
Yeah, and sure. uh, mm-hmm. they're spending tons of money. Yeah, that's gonna do wonders for your Jags to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Plus ten thousand, baby. Um, that's hey, like we were saying on Friday, that might depending on when it falls in the schedule, that might be the sneaky tough game for the Broncos going down to Jacksonville. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Hassan Reddick um, from Philadelphia. So good for oh, him. Oh, that's really love cool. love him there. Yeah. yeah. West yeah. Philadelphia, born and raised? I do not know that. I don't that. know You've got to hate it because it's a homecoming. <laughs> you hate homecomings. I hate reunions. <laughs> <laughs> love homecomings. Hate okay, reunions. Okay, okay. So you did, you're a big fan of the homecoming dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Made it to everyone. Yeah. And Just I kidding. No, I didn't. I skipped dance. several of oh. them because they overlapped with Buff's home game. He, he's uh, he's not Philly. He's not Philly. He's Jersey side. He was born in Camden. Okay, well. I, 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 and he went to... Uh, Went to school in Haddon Heights. So where did he go to college? Temple. Temple. Okay, that's, that's North Side. There you go. Although they play, they're North Side, but they play on the South Side because they play over at Lincoln Financial Field. Exactly. So, he's, so it's a homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not a reunion. <laughs> but not a reunion. Um, okay, I think that wraps it up for the uh, free agency talk. Um, Want to remind you guys the big dance this weekend <laughs> and this week. Let's go. Um, easily. My favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, best sports weekend of the year. And it's funny because, like, college basketball, and I think a lot of people are like this, it's not by any means my favorite sport, but they just nailed this event. It's the yep. best event. Yeah. Um, yep. And you know what makes it even a little better? A little Russell Wilson press conference thrown right in there. Oh, when's that going to be? Probably Wednesday or Thursday. All right. Let's hope for Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Thursday is, is when things are kicking off. DraftKings has an amazing deal for you. Bet five on any team. Um, so you can pick a one to beat a 16 and you can get $200 in free bets. If you do that, it's a no brainer. And they even have another no brainer yeah. for everyone. That's for new users. This one's for everyone. Go into your DraftKings app it should be right there at the top. It's the Gonzaga boost. They're taking Gonzaga from minus 10,000 to win their game against the 16 seed. Don't even know who they are. Um, two plus Georgia 100. state. Who is it? Georgia state. Oh, okay. The Panthers. Okay. Pretty um, much what the Jags are doing for me in free agency. They're taking my 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 t- plus ten thousand bet, and making it plus a hundred. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, you can anyone can get in on that one. So it's basically basically I'll touch wood just for all of us. Yeah. Fifty free dollars um, that you can make over at DraftKings betting on Gonzaga to be sixteen seed. Yeah, and literally, I mean, yesterday, last night in in uh, in our company Slack, Ryan put uh, with the you know emergency emojis. He said free money alert. And then there was a message below, and I thought this is just his way to try to get all of our attention. He's going to drop some work meeting that we have today <laughs> at 8 a.m. And no, it was actually he was telling us about this because we all use and love draft. You know me, setting work meetings at 8 a.m. <laughs> uh, anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook now to get $200 in free bets if you pick one correct team in your bracket. Hopefully you pick a lot more. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And I guess this is a good time to get our DraftKings pick of the week in. Zach, you want to lead us off? Oh, yes, I would love to. And guys, I've got to celebrate Tom Brady's return by picking them to win the NFC. This is easy. Like I said, so I you're mean... you're thinking an all-Florida Super Bowl. 
Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. If it's not the Broncos and Russ, uh, the Buccaneers now plus 400. Obviously, if you would have gone on this last week, it would have been a lot better. But the Bucks are winning the NFC, and then they'll play the Broncos uh, in the Super Bowl. But the Packers are the favorite at plus 350. Have we not learned? about Green Bay and in the playoffs, what happens to them. Tom Brady's coming back. He's probably going to win MVP. He's probably going to win Super Bowl MVP. He's probably going to win the Super Bowl. Just give him the full sweep and you'll get your money. But, Zach, they replaced their special teams coordinator. Oh. They went from arguably the worst to arguably the best. Sp- the, yeah. oh, oh, Green Bay. Green Bay did. Yeah, yes. that's all Blue the riches. Also, I am not convinced that all the drama in Green Bay is over. I think we may see a huge... Thing happen because Devontae Adams is pissed he doesn't have a new deal. He's made that clear as of this morning. Aaron Rodgers has not signed his new deal yet. Trouble in paradise you again? You think it could all Wait. fall apart? Potentially. Aaron wants Wait. his guy, Devontae Adams, taken care of, and they haven't done that yet, and Aaron has not signed that deal. Did you just call Green Bay paradise? Um, For mm-hmm. some people, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trouble again, in paradise. Yeah. Yes, I, I'll vouch for Milwaukee. I'll vouch for Madison. I will not vouch for Green Bay. Are you saying Milwaukee is uh, paradise? Milwaukee is the most underrated city in the Midwest. Ooh, wow. And Madison is bolder if you replace the flat irons with, with lakes. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Uh, my pick mm. of the week, Nuggets, Sixers, yes. tonight. Uh, one thing I know about Nikola Jokic, and he's been slumping a little bit in this area, but when he plays very good defenders, uh, he likes to step out to the perimeter. Um, Jokic over one and a half threes made tonight, plus 110. There's also a triple boost pack. Uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get one in-game boost, one pre-game boost, and one SGP boost. Um, so if you use your pre-game boost on that, you can boost it up to plus 121. Jokic, over one and a half threes made. I think he's going to be letting them fly tonight. You like the plus 130 money line? <clears throat> yep. Love it. Yep, I do. All right, big dance pick. I'm going to stick with uh, picking against my teams. I'm going to tell you to take Marquette, three-point underdog against uh, North Carolina coming up here. Thursday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, estimated tip-off time. Marquette actually uh, went down to Chapel Hill, not this past, not this season, but last season, and beat them soundly, a double-digit win. No fans. It was the COVID year, of course, but uh, lots changed since then. You've got a Mar- different coach for Marquette now. It was Steve Wojcicki last year. Shaka Smart this year. Shaka Smart, you know, it's a typical Shaka Smart team. They'll pre- they, they will press you. Carolina's got a turnover-prone uh, point guard in Caleb Love. This might kind of discombobulate them a bit, so I'd say take Marquette in this one. Shout-out to Carolina for spoiling the Coach K night. That was so <laughs> funny. I, I, I take it that. you're not taking uh, Duke to win at all? No. CSU? Too much pressure. Uh, no, but I think CSU gets that first-round win. I hope so. I hope so. Man, Michigan's that... favored right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be huge for the program, too, to beat Michigan. Yeah, I mean, well, massive, and they should. I think they're the better basketball. Team. You know, Michigan's going to come out swinging, though. Literally, for yeah. sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, before we jump into the comments from the listeners, let's jump into the comments from the watchers uh, here in the super chat section. Logan Beaumont says, 
please, please get Perna on Three Ring Circus. We'll absolutely do that. Mm, absolutely. I mean, he, he's made for this show. The show was made for him. I completely agree. All right, next one here from Will Jock. He says, take my money because I'm so happy to see the trio <laughs> back together. Love to hear Let's it. Let's go, our guy. He loves a reunion. Uh, he does. <laughs> and a home, is this a homecoming too? It's a, yeah, yeah. Double, double up. Uh, finally here, uh, Dylan Smith says, George Payton is very stealthy. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he has interest in guys not attached to us like JC and Smith. He's all about smoke screens. He really does. He loves a good smoke screen. He does love a good smoke screen. A man, JC Jackson, getting him here would not only be, I think, getting the best free agent player out there, but he would also be taking him away from the Chargers because, man, it seems like he is linked most to the Chargers, and that would just that would stink. Chargers have money to spend. I do. Someone should tell him that. Whenever the Chargers look like they're going to be good, terrible things happen to all their good players. Yeah, just time and time again. Yeah. It's very true. So, just a warning. Don't say I didn't warn you, JC. I feel like no. it's gotten worse since they moved, too. It's, I mean, it is the ultimate curse. Didn't it start what what was Tyrod Taylor's, What wasn't that game his first game in the new stadium? Yes. When they tried to Punch kill him? Punch yeah. lung, yep. Yeah, but I mean, this is going to be going on for years, though. But yeah, I, I feel mean, like I, I'm remembering another like Hunter Henry, yeah. Melvin yep. Gordon. Yeah, yep. always something with them. Yep, always, always. And now they have so many star players that bad things can happen. I'm too. telling you, the oh, more star players they get, the them? more yep. bad mm -hmm. things happen. Yep, exactly. So Didn't just, something bad happen to Mike Williams once? I'm sure. Yeah. They, their offensive line, it seems, seems like their offensive line is always duct tape and bailing wire because they're losing a starter or two in training camp it's, year after year. It's part of the reason they always find a way to embarrass themselves no matter how good their quarterback is. <laughs> yep, exactly. Think about this. They've had a good quarterback for like the last 20 years. Yep. Doesn't matter. They've been 20, pretty, pretty darn irrelevant. Yep. 20 years, and then you go back an era before that, they had Dan Fouts, a Hall of Famer, for 14 years as a starter. Yes, I mean th th this is a team they've had. They've had. We're not going to count the year they had John Unitas at the end of his career, but they've had. They've had Dan Fouts. They've had Philip Rivers. They had Drew Brees briefly. Now they've got Justin Herbert. They went. The funny thing is, the one Super Bowl they had, they went to with Stan Humphreys. Yeah, that's wild. That's that crazy. And they did not win. <laughs> They yes. Did yeah, did they did not. did not. They didn't come close. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into the comments here. First one's from DTL. He says, hey, guys, apologize for the rant, but this needs to be heard. So now that Watson has been cleared, uh, I think we should all discuss uh, the a very tender topic. Uh, it's not right legally or morally to jeopardize someone else's future. Because you're feeling greedy or angry, this is not a time or reason for it, especially in most cases. Uh, they never have to deal with any repercussions if found false. So... I understand uh, that, I mean, this is a touchy topic on all sides here, but one thing I will say is just because criminal uh, charges were not brought does not mean uh, that nothing, no, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nothing was, nothing, nothing happened. Bad nothing happened. bad happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, still uh, foul saying, play is what I was going to say. Right. Just because you're not guilty doesn't mean you're innocent. Right. And, and so we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, I think there's plenty of reason um, to to feel either feel either way, um, you know. It, it's obviously it was interesting when the timing of this stuff right after, uh, you know, he announced that he wanted to get out of Houston. Um, but again, 
it's it's really tough to discuss these topics because we have no idea what happened. Right, exactly, and there are still the civil cases out there, and uh, we'll see where those go. But now Deshaun Watson is going to be going somewhere, and it seems like he's going to be traded very soon, and the Broncos will not be in on it. Here's what I'll say, though. Be careful just the language you use when you talk about these types of things because, first of all, a high percentage of these, these things – go unreported and high percentage of the ones that go reported do not end in a conviction and by using that type of language around this it doesn't encourage um people to report it, it, that's a ve- that's mm-hmm. a very very good point all right let's move on here uh from the Sobe brothers uh in response to the roundtable post i would like to point out that our right tackle position has been a re- revolving door since orlando franklin's departure in our eyes the best course of action would be to draft a right tackle um, if one Peyton loves is available in the draft to develop and sign a vet to a one to two year contract, uh, in coach Hackett's offense and with our draft picks, who do you think the Broncos may favor at the right tackle spot? Well, I mean, I think it is going to probably keep the revolving door going, but you have to look at green Bay, look at where Justin Outen and Nathaniel Hackett were. So Billy Turner cut Dennis Kelly, who came in late in the season, played very well. He's on the market. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those two guys ending up as a one-year solution here, or at least competing, even competing to be a one-year solution <clears throat> with Calvin Anderson, maybe even with Bobby Massey as well. All right, I would, um, I would just say that I think Bobby Massey is probably the most likely scenario. And I like that he's going to be extremely cheap, mm-hmm. and he was really good last year. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's just you have to accept that he's going to miss some time at this point in his career. The injuries the last couple of years, kind of like with Bryce Callahan, if you accept that, okay. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna give you anywhere from eleven to eleven to thirteen games, and you say okay, we're fine with that because he he was good last year. He was what the Broncos needed. GWY says good day, guys. Longtime listener from the BSN days, and now a member after listening to your podcast for free every single day. We got him. As a diehard Bronco fan from Melbourne, Australia, my Broncos content used to come from pods like Mike and Mike, PTI, and The Herd. Yep, sorry. Then I stumbled across BSN and have been hooked. My exercise and commute to work is listening to you guys, followed by Ryan and Ben on Broncos Country tonight. Safe to say, I don't miss a move. Anyways, just wanted to say hi, and I look forward to being a regular commenter. Since since falling in love with the NFL in 1985 and picking the Broncos, I visited the States seven times to watch the Broncos. My highlights were watching us clinch home field in 96, the Jacksonville year, and being in the stadium when Champ intercepted Brady in that first playoff game in the new stadium. I got married in 2010 and ironically haven't been since, mainly thanks to three beautiful kids. We were supposed to come in 2020 for our 10-year anniversary, but COVID put a stop to that. Now we're thinking this September, me, my wife, and three kids to Denver to see a game. Can't wait. Tickets will break the bank now with Russ in town, but I'd pay anything to see a win with my family. Anyway, sorry about the long comment. Can't wait to be a regular part of the show and hopefully share Share a beer with you fine folks at the DNVR bar when we make it to the Rocky Mountains. Go Broncos, Ozzy Dan. Yeah, the Great 40 do- the $40 tickets are probably uh gone for a long time now, I'm sorry to say. Yep, going to have to find other ways to get into the stadium. Yep, I absolutely love and man, fantastic comment Dan. I can't yeah. wait to see you and your fam here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome and I'm really looking forward to like Think about like our playoff tailgate or oh our playoff watch party My at the My goodness. I mean, all the credit to the Avs and Nuggets for making this place rock last year in the playoffs. And they're going to do it again this year. This place is going to be popping because the Broncos weren't able to do that, unfortunately. Like, popping, popping. Yep. Uh, we had some good good parties here, but sorry to the Avs and Nuggets. Week one, yep. 
I'm guessing Monday Night Football, yeah. late game. Yeah. Um, this place is going to be tearing at the seams. Yeah, this place is mm-hmm. going to be insane, and I can't wait. Yeah. And this whole this whole city, honestly. Yep, it's, it's going to be awesome. Melbourne Broncos says, hi, guys. Seems a certain retired QB didn't like the Broncos dominating the NFL news and had to change mm-hmm. his mind. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, always got to yeah. be in the news. Yep, yep, those star guys want to be talked about. D. Bronx says, is Denver's interest in Chandler Jones over Von Miller because Nathaniel Hackett has a prior relationship with Jones and doesn't have one with Vaughn? No, I think this would have a lot more to do with George Payton's view on things than Nathaniel Hackett. Now, of course, Nathaniel Hackett's input is going to be uh, important, but Chandler Jones playing college football where Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator, I think has very, very little to do with the Broncos' interest there. And if you want to flip this and view from the other side, the Broncos' defensive staff, specifically defensive coordinator, has a relationship with Von Miller. They were on the same team to end last year. So, yeah, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally here from Illinois Bronco. What up, guys? Free agency is in full swing. Quick thought. If you're George Payton, you're getting Russell Wilson's op- are you getting Russell Wilson's opinion on free agent signings or asking for his input? I don't know if they can actually do this considering he hasn't officially signed yet or if it's something teams just don't do. Interested to see if this is something teams do or if I'm way off. If I am, don't be afraid to tell me I'm wrong. Haha. Uh, keep up the great coverage, fellas. Excited for the pods this week. I think it depends on the position, but for the most part, I don't think you would get too much input here well, especially with russ being in denver for six days or like five days right now uh so yeah you're probably not going to see that happen however if russ wants a seat at the table to make him happy whether it's this year next year the year after he's absolutely getting a seat at the table now a seat at the table is different than just saying when free agency comes around let me know who should sign and we'll do that but i do think once russ gets here for a few years he will be involved in the organization that much where you will r- run some big things past him or say, which w- wide receiver do you prefer? Do you want to keep Tim Patrick? Do you want to keep Courtney Sutton? Obviously, he would be in on those conversations, but it wouldn't be crazy for them to do. Russ was in the building last week. Yeah, it's um, I think if there was someone maybe in the NFC West or, of course, if they were a Seahawk, um, you would definitely get his opinion. The Broncos, I don't think, are going to be chasing pass catchers, or else I would say you, you, you know, you'd reach out to him and say, "Hey, have you seen, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling's tape? What do you think of it?" Right. Um, you know, that sort of thing would be more likely. Maybe a running back, um, you'd ask, like, you know, uh, how, what do you think of this guy? But for the most part, this year I, I wouldn't expect much. Next right. year, I think there's going to be more Russell Wilson going to George Payton and saying, "Hey, man, we need help here." And you do that in an instant. And that's why, especially in this weekend's roundtable, I said right tackle was the biggest need the Broncos should be looking at is because you invested so much in Russell Wilson, not just as a player for this year, but for his future. You want to invest in him so that he can be upright for as long as possible. And also kind of the emotional and mental side of the investment. Say, Russ, we're giving you everything we can here. Well, I don't even think, Russ, it's just on offense. This is where Chandler Jones comes into play. Chandler Jones has five multi-sack games against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. He At Lumen Field, he's averaged two sacks a game going against the Seahawks. Yeah. So I think that's, that is one thing where if you ask Russ, okay, who's the guy that just drives you crazy, gives you the most fits? There's a decent chance he answers Chandler Jones. Love that. And I can already hear the quote from Russ being like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so glad he's on my team now. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. 
it'll be interesting. We will, of course, have an eye on everything going on with the Broncos uh, here. If something big happens, you know uh, we'll be ready for an emergency show. Um, but before we get out of here, I want to give a one final shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, msudenver.edu slash online where you can scope out everything again stick with us right here um, we've seen a huge influx of listeners since uh the, the big news of russell wilson we love having all you guys here of course shout out to everyone who's been here for a while don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel yes. hit us with a thumbs up on the way mm. out subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this in audio form hit us with a five-star review over there we're almost to 700 which is a huge milestone for us so we'd love to get those reviews uh, but for now it's going to wrap it up for us on the dnvr broncos podcast we'll be back with you tomorrow